Now y'all see this passion of tiny little affection on this pastor tan. It has come to my attention. It is the month of August. We are wanting to change It Is Written by Afrocentric Prophet by including my Thursday night Bible studies that are here in South Korea. If you want to watch them by recording on my YouTube channel, It Is Written, it will be available soon for you to do so. Thank you so much for being able to listen to me today. Have a blessed one. Konosamida. As Pastor Tan, I just wanted to let you know that you're here at our Bible study on today. I'm praising God for you because I know that He's going to be able to do it for you. And even if you're not present, don't you know that God is still looking and He is still observing and teaching and and still taking care of you? And through all the things that we have to go through, God is still good, amen? But I wanted to bring to you some things that are starting to come and download into me, into my spirit. But I just wanted to let you know, be vigilant on tonight. Be so vigilant of where you go, who you are associated with, and where and where you're going to be able to be located. Let me say this one more time for the people in the back. Sometimes the enemy... And I've learned this and I've seen this for myself. He does not know everything. Satan doesn't know everything. So he will go and send demons out and he will go and send them to see what you're doing. So he can accuse you of whatever you're doing. And I was like, wait a minute, hold up, God. So we're going to sit here. We're going to start, you know, some dialects and dialogue and, you know, some things to ponder, some things to marinate on. But also at the same time, the final say so is just to do what God says, do amen. It is starting to come crucial right now. And I had to realize that, you know, these last and evil days and it's going to get wickeder and it's going to be some things going on. But we got to keep our peace. We got to keep our peace. And it says, whom mine has stayed on him shall keep you what in perfect peace. And he's talking about God. He's talking about, you know, the one that you serve. And, I, and I'm going to say it like this because certain people, uh, could, you know, antiquate God with anything. So I'm going to let you know this is the God that we serve. He's Elohim. He's El Shaddai. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He is, come on now, the great I am. He is, He is still all that we have, the Alpha and Omega. So I don't want him to get confused with any other Elohims because we have a lot of Elohims, which means gods. But he's the one true God that is still alive, that we don't have to move. That I wanted to learn. I thank you, Jesus. We don't have to move him. We don't have to sit here and speak to him and know he can't speak back. Come on now. You need to understand that God is so great, so magnificent. Everything that's in the world and exists in the world, even the animals to us, to any ecosystems, to any oceans or anything, he's the main one that I'm talking about, amen? So I just wanted to clarify for some people in the back because some people think God is dead and he's yet alive. So I'm letting you know, this is 2022. God was from the beginning and he will be there in the end. Amen. All right. So we're going to jump right into this. And God was um, bringing some things into my uh, purview, which means in my my whole entire download of who he is. And on tonight, we're going to talk about be guided into a great destination. Ooh, I said, God, wait a minute, hold up. Now, see, God has been getting me up, and I don't know about you, but he wants to talk. He wants to sit here, and he wants to be able to communicate with us. And I don't know how, you know, seasoned are you are. If, if you remember those AFM and AM radios that we used to have in the car, or the ones that we have to roll down the window. Come on now. We ain't had no electric. Just push the button, and it goes down. Come on now. I just want to let you know that the things that we think that God isn't concerned about, he is very detailed. 
And I learned that. I was like, wait a minute. God, how is it that you're so detailed about everything that even down to the minimum things of what's going on right now, they're still talking about it in the word of God. See, some people don't realize that God was still talking. He's still speaking in this word. And people don't realize that sometimes when he's talking and he's speaking, they don't want to listen. See, sometimes on that AFM or AM radio or sometimes it on iPad or iPhone or what have you, let me just bring it up to modern standards, that sometimes we're not even on the same frequency, same connection, same motivation, same atmosphere, same space as God. And God has to get us and shift us to a different location in order for us to hear him. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, sometimes you got to understand God placed you here in South Korea just for this particular time, just for this particular reason and this specific location. Do you understand? He needs for you to hear from him. See, you had all the chaos of the parents or sometimes your finances or what have you or, you know, children or what have you in the States. Yes, I'm saying it like I mean it. Sometimes you have so many difficulties over in the United States that God had to bring you way over here in South Korea. Now, you think it's like coinkadink or sometimes people, I'll be honest with you, when I came here as a soldier, I cried. I was, I was buckets of tears. But because of the unknown, see, God had to place me in an unknown location. Sometimes seclusion is better then you sitting up there being all up in the population. Ooh, let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, sometimes isolation, God had to bring you way over here through the flight, through everything else. He had to bring you over here to disconnect what you used to be. Come on now, what you used to talk like, what you used to act like, what you used to dress like, what you used to. Hmm. I, I don't, ooh, I don't know about some of y'all. See, sometimes the latest fashion is not what we're supposed to be putting on. Let me tell you something like that. See, sometimes you need to be able to put on the garment of praise before the enemy starts coming into your camp. Ooh, come on. See, sometimes ooh, I was like, God, you downloading all it. Sometimes we need to be sitting up here fasting and praying and seeing what's going on in the whole entire situation and knowing that God had. See, sometimes we got to change our mental perspective by speaking it out to people and sitting here saying, look, I know the situation may be bleak right now, but I know there's a God up above that's going to take care of the situation. See, sometimes we have to sit up here in order for us to change our behavior. See, I've learned in psychology, it takes two weeks, 14 days in order for a human being to change our way of perspective, our mentality, our behavior, our way of thinking, and our processes of thought. Do you understand that sometimes when we activate it into the brain systems, the membrane, don't you know there's chemical balances that has to go through in order for us to process what's going on? See, when you sit there and you have something in your heart, don't you know your heart and your brain can be able to be combative with each other? Who come on now. See, sometimes, y'all, and y'all sit here and say, wait a minute. She says, sometimes. Do you understand? We have occurrences, situations that come into our lives that is going to sit there and it's going to sit there and it's going to trigger either your old character or your new character. It's going to trigger you to the point of, do I need to be like this or do I need to be like that? See, some of us used to fuss and cuss people out, but now God is sitting here and give you 10 seconds and letting the people know, look, let me tell you something. He'll give you a pause before you speak. See, there is a significant response that God wants from you. But are you honestly trying to see about the destination you're going to? See, sometimes we don't want to sit here and we don't want to admit what we used to be. 
Or sometimes how we're sitting up here in transition. See, some of us can't sit here and say, well, I used to lie all the time. And see, sometimes when you admit that, see, the enemy will sit there and point you and say, wait a minute, hold up. You used to lie. You still lie. But guess what? Greater is he that is in me that is in the world. Don't sit there and purposely lie. Amen. You sit there and you work on who you are. And stop sitting up here and saying, I'm going to be. No, you are. Do you understand what I'm saying? See the mentality of everything that's going on. And I've I've learned this, that in psychology, they sit there and they tell you, look, if you want to really change your whole entire process, it starts with your inner person and then it comes out of you. Do you understand that your heart God, they always, people always say, God, you know my heart, but don't you know, I understand it started out wicked. Oh, let me, let me pause. Let me marinate on that one. We start out wicked, but don't you know that God can change the hearts and minds of people, but you need to work on you. Stop sitting here and saying, well, God, if, if you can use me, no, God is sitting there and listening and looking at how you're, how you're behaving. And he says, wait a minute, I can't, I can't bless you with a million dollars when you can't even take care of your finances now. I can't even bless you with this or that or give you a husband because you're not even in the mindset. And I'm going to say it like this, Lord, help me, Jesus. Some of us can't even get in a relationship because God knows your mouth. That's for the women enemy. God knows who you are. And he can't pair you with another person unless you're ready, unless you're willing and able. See, there is such a thing as imitation. And I was looking at that and I love it. It's an old, old movie. I know I'm seasoned. That's all right. Imitation of life. And I was looking at how God was sitting there and just talking to me. And he was telling me about how, you know, when one of the children was sitting up here and they want to claim another identity, a whole different race from the other previous race. But the mother stayed faithful. Even unto death, she stayed faithful to her child. And while the child was coming up, they just finished the funeral of the mother. She came running, talking about mama, mama, mama. Don't you know? God is always talking, but are we listening? Are we hearing? See, God comes in every time, even through people, children, even sometimes even in the faintest, faintest voices, God says, I love you. He he knows what you've been doing, but he still loves you. See, there's a lot of times when I sit there and I tell my friends, I say, I don't care what you've been in. I don't care what many tattoos. I don't care what you've been up into. But don't you know I love you because I know who you are. That's how God treats us. At the end of the day, God knows exactly what the situation is and how we are and our character. But don't you know he comes in and he says, you know what? That's still my child. That's still my creation. I still want to hear from them and I still want to love on them. Y'all don't understand that sometimes in the wee hours of the morning, don't you know God comes in? Even when you sit there and you say, wait a minute, God, I don't feel like that. I know you will. Or God, I don't know why I don't have relationships. So many people have hurt me. Church hurt. Or so many people have been mean to me. Don't you know he still comes in and he says, I still love you. I still want you in my life. I haven't written you off. You may have written me off. But don't you know I let people choose to be in my life or not. And that's how God is. And he tells you all the time in Jeremiah, choose ye this day whom you will serve. Whether it be God or man paraphrasing, I'm sorry, and Joshua, now the choice is yours. But let me go back because this is what God was downloading. I'm sorry, but I'm like, I got to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. And the first thing that he said is know your Lord, know who God is, know Jesus, his son, and the Holy Ghost, or we sometimes say the Holy Spirit. Now it becomes more and more apparent to me that people don't know who God is. See, they want to get a definition from a man that is preaching 
or teaching or a prophet or deliverance ministry. But you need to have a Pacific. You need to have an intimate. That means you talking to him like you're talking to me, like you in with, with your love and your life. You talk to them all the time. Don't you know God still wants to have that type of relationship with you? Yes, he does. He doesn't sit there and say, well, you know what? Let me go ahead and get on Facebook and scroll while you sitting up here not breathing. Oh, come on now. Let's talk about that. God wakes you up every day. He gives you fresh breath in your body. He lets you see with your eyes. He, he lets you have the faculties and voluntary and involuntary joints to be moving. Don't you know, you sit there and you realize that God has the functions of ability towards you. But yet and still, the grace and mercy that is on you, some people want to sit here and dial out of God. Let me say this one more time for the people in the back. You want to sit here and you want to dial out. That means you want to sit here and tone God down. And God is speaking loud and clear to tell you, repent. Repent and wake up. Repent and wake up. That means to turn away from what you've been doing and go towards God and honestly wake up, not just the natural, but also the spiritual man. Stop sitting up here and being anorexic in the spirit, but in the natural, you're full. Come on now, let me tell you something right now in the name of Jesus. When you sit there and you lack so much in your spirit, don't you know we see your ribs, we, we, we see your rib cages, we see in all the inwards of you, and you can't even pour out to anybody else because you haven't been full in. Come on, ooh, y'all, you ain't even letting the Holy Spirit do his work. Do you understand that sitting up there and that's 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 sitting up there and making the, the Holy Spirit shrink down? That he can't even dwell in your home. Let, let, I'm gonna say it like this. And God had a good analogy. I was I was listening to a sister and she told me this and she downloaded and I laughed at it. And she was talking about the GPS. Now, we have a different acronym for GPS now, okay? But God was downloading this into me. He said the GPHSD, which means God protects his sons and daughters. Do you understand what I'm saying? See, you got the house understanding that, look, you got the car for the GPS, but don't you know you have God for the GPHSD? Do you understand that God protects his sons and his daughters? Even in the midst of everything, he still comes through. Why is it that we don't want to sit here? We want to rely on the GPS, but while we're sitting up here as holy spiritual beings, we don't want to rely on the, the real source, the God. See, so many people want to rely on man. You want to sit up here, prophets, pastor, preacher, teach. Don't rely on man because guess what? We are all infallible. But once you get a relationship with God and you also reading his word, this, this is juicy. This ain't, this ain't nothing to play with. This is all good material. And it's still up to date. It has been in the legal system. And don't you know, this is the only book that is infallible in the United States Court of Judicial Services. This is the only one. Everything else has failed. But the word of God. Now, I'm going to say it like this. Know who God is. Know him for who he is. Know his voice when he calls you. But let me go ahead. Let me say one more thing. It's Jeremiah 9 and 23. Let's go there. And it becomes more apparent before I get ahead of myself. See, God sits there and he tells you what you need to know, but he wants you to know him simplistically. Simplistic, pastor? Simple. God is. Wait, 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 what do you mean, Pastor? God is. He, he simply put, God is. Nobody made him. He existed in the beginning. Wait, 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 hold up, Pastor. God was here. And it ain't no Big Bang. It ain't no, oh, you know, darkness came. It ain't no, mm-mm. Creation started with him. And creation will end with him. Let me say this one more time. Be simplistic with God. When you have questions, go ask him. I can't ask my friend unless I know the knowledge and the wisdom that I have. Go ask him. Because he made you. 
I don't know everything because I haven't been in your life all the time. But go ask him. Go ask him so he can be able to download what he needs into you. I say download, I mean comprehend. I mean, sitting here and giving you written scriptures. I mean, he's sitting here honestly telling you like I'm talking to you. He, God, Elohim, El Shaddai, El Rapha, him, that one. All right. So Jeremiah 9 and 23, 23rd verse. I'm reading out of the King James Version. And it says, thus says the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Come on now. Neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. Let me say that one more time. Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. 24th verse. But let him that glorifieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me that I am the Lord, which exercise love and kindness, judgment and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. But let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understands. And knoweth me that I, the Lord, which exercise love and kindness, judgment and righteousness. Let me say that one more time. That I am the Lord, which exercise love and kindness, mm -mm -mm. judgment, don't forget that, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight saith the Lord. Don't you know that people always sit here and say, God is love, but you don't sit here and say, like the scripture just said, judgment and righteousness. God is a God of justice. He knows what is right and what is wrong. He will punish you for what you have done, which is the sin you have done, and it will be righteous. Do you understand? He gives you chances. He gives you mercy and grace. And then at the same time, as someone was saying in my ear, the same time that he sits there, he gives you grace and mercy. Don't you know he sit there and say, you're done. Time to come for judgment. Let it marinate in your spirit on today. There is no sin that you can't come back from. There is nothing you've done that you can't come back from. Don't let the enemy put the wool or the clothing over your eyes and sit there and say, be blind to what's going on. I'm asking God tonight to take off the blindness of you, to take off all of that, that, that sin or that the resonate of who God is. Let it come off. Let it come off. Let you repent. Let you understand who God is. That's for me too. See, that's the thing is so many people don't sit here and tell you that pastors, prophets, what have you, whatever your title is, we get it from God. We beat ourselves up and we sit there and we recognize what God is and we still got to give it to you. So it ain't like, oh, this is just for you. No, no, this is for me too. I got to clean myself up before I come to you. Do you understand? It's I'm under the I'm like one of the Levites. I know I'm a Gentile, but guess what? I am a priest. That means that I got to be able to do what God says do before going into the holies of holies. That means I need to repent before I get on this live and sit here and tell you about my life. Oh, come on now. See, some people don't want to do that. Some people don't want to recognize that. So please understand. I got to hit my I got it hits me home first. And then I give it out to you. Amen. All right. Now, let me go ahead and go to Philip, the Philippians 3 and, and 10. And I hope people realize that God ain't playing in this time and this hour. God is sincerely giving us so many signs and warnings on today that we need to understand God is one of the ones that don't sit there. He says what he means and he means what he says. And he is not 
one of those. He will take it back. Let, I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back. He took the de declaration under Hezekiah, King Hezekiah, when he turned his face to God. And after the prophet Isaiah went and told him, you're about to die. Get ready. Be prepared. That's paraphrasing, okay? But he took it back. And he, he turned around. He got off his kingdomship. He got off of, you know, the crown that was on his head. Now, I visualized this. And I said, he turned his face towards God. That means that he honestly got on his hands and knees and said, God, please forgive me of what I've done. And please do not shorten my time on this earth. Let me be able to get it right with you. And because of this earnest prayer, the prophet had to go back and tell them you are blessed with 15 more years. Don't you know you need to start realizing that you got to change your behavior and your mindset so you can get to a different destination. Mm. Now, Philippians 3 and 10, that I may know and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made comfortable until his death. Let me say this one more time. This is from Paul. This is from the Apostle Paul's standpoint. Let me, his standpoint, and it becomes so much profane for me. See, you need to understand, and I had to understand the significance. Let me let me rewrite on some things. Being here in South Korea, I have learned that Paul had was able to establish so many churches. So when I went to one church and I see him and he may not have dressed the same, he may not have been looking the same when he was in Rome, but when he came here, he looked like the eyes, she's the old men. He looked like the ones that you can see on the street, but he still had the same God in him. Let me say this one more time for the people in the back. Sometimes you got to change your whole entire atmosphere and your dress, the way you dress in order for you to fit where you need to be at. But yet and still, don't you know the light, the illumination on his life still did not change. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Y'all, <laughs> I said this is deep. Do you understand that while he was here, Paul was dressing like the South Koreans? But at the same time, his mindset and his abilities and his behavior did not change. Now, let me say this one more time. Philippians 3 and 10, Lord have mercy, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being made comfortable unto his death. Excuse me. Now, let's go up to the ninth verse. And be found in him, not having my own righteousness. Ooh, do you understand? He understood. Oh, we're going to talk about this. Which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness, which is of God by faith. Do you understand what he was talking about in the ninth verse? Be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is Jesus Christ, but which is of the law. And he was talking about how we would be crucified under the old law because we were sinning that much. We didn't even have any grace, no mercy under the law. But because of Jesus coming and 42 generations, we were able to have our change, our mindset. And also at the same time, he included us, the Gentiles. It was for the Jews first, but then it became a second. Let me say that one more time because God had to got down. Do you understand that as Paul was here in South Korea, and I'm going to say it like this. I've seen so many churches, and I'm going to say it one more time. He looks like an odyssey, but his whole entire spectrum of life is still God. He is still worshiping the same God that was in Rome when he was in Rome and when he was here in South Korea. And I said, you know what? I said, God, I thank you for being able to let me see some of the things that Paul had established here so that I can understand why my journey is so different than everybody else's. 
why God has to take me from over the United States to here to South Korea. Not because he was trying to sit here and be able to what condemn me or punish me, but teach me what's going on right now in order for me to adjust when I go back. If I go back, if I have, don't you know? See, sometimes we have to sit here and realize our righteousness is filthy rags. And, and I had to look at that. And I know it's, it's for some people, it's tainted, but it's the women when the woman is on the period and it's coming out of our bodies. And guess what? That's how nasty we were to God. That's how unstainable. And I'm not trying to, you know, gross you out, but that's how it is to God. Do you understand when we sin? That's a direct reflection of what God doesn't want us to do. He smells that. He sees that. He knows that. But he given the son, Jesus, to cover what blood we used to have. Now we're covered underneath Jesus' blood. See, I don't know. Ooh, y'all don't understand. That's deep for me. See, the what, what I used to be. Now I'm under his blood, his covering, his anointing, his deutimus. So I can be able to walk right, talk right, and have a different mindset. I may dress like the locals, <laughs> but God sit there and say, you know what? The illumination in your life is going to change a lot of different people. I can't just go out in public and be the same. Do you understand? People know me by my character and who I am. My very presence should sit there and say, I have peace. I know she's anointed. I know something is different about her because I don't have that. That should be the same for you. Oh, wait a minute. Hold up, Pastor. Let me tell you something. The enemy will try to come in and try to sit there and tell you what you used to be, accusing you. He does that all the time. But God sits there and say, you know, in the courtroom, I'm going to say it like this. Let's, let's go to the courtroom. Don't you know the enemy will sit there and he will be the prosecutor and say, look, this is what Tanya did. This is what she used to do. She used to go out to the clubs and lie and cheat and all this other stuff and, and, and go dancing and, you know, all this other stuff. And then Jesus, he steps in and he becomes my advocate. He, and he comes in and he sits there and he says, you know what? She changed a long time ago. Lord, I, I'm, I'm letting you know, I see the documentation that was written on for her. Don't you know she's became a pastor? She sit up here and she changed her mindset. She started changing the way that she talks to people. She started sitting up there and started having her children and no Bible studying. Her husband to love on her husband and start seeing things a different view. She ain't even been to the club in X amount of years. She hasn't been doing this and this for X amount of years. And then at the same time, God is sitting up there as a judge and says, you know what? I can render. I can render a good judgment because I know what she's been doing. And the enemy can't do nothing but throw up his hands. Let him do the same for you. Yes, we slip up. Yes, we fall. But you better not stay down. You better not stay down. You better not stay in that state. Because God sent his son. 42 generations. He, he had to have the sucks to come off his flesh. Do you know those whips come in at 1.2 millimeter a second and it comes over that flesh and it takes it with it? And he had open sores and pores for you. And he was unrecognizable. That's what the word said because they placed the crown of thorns on his head. Don't you know your head will swell 10 times bigger because of the immediate pressure on the body. It is so much that you need to understand. God put his son through so much and he couldn't even look at him because of the sin, the stench on him. And he had to go through it. And his, in the, in the, in the um, Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus said, let this cup pass, Lord. Let it be passing. But if not, read it. If not, God, let me go through it. Let me keep doing what I need to do. He knew the cost he had to pay. Do you know how heavy the cost is on your life? My God. 
Now we're going to go to Philip. Now we're going to go to First John four, six, and seven. And I want to say this before I go. There is a significance about you that the enemy and the world will not tell you. Do you understand the enemy is scared of you? Yes, you. Because when he doesn't, when you don't have the wisdom of God, when you don't have the sincerity knowledge of what's going on right now in the world, that it's good and evil, that it is the devil and also God going forth, do you understand the battles that you have to go through? And I was looking and I and I was jumping up and down because I went to the uh, the thrift store and I went for a particular book and I saw some clothes, you know, because some things were selling for a dollar. But when I got to that, that book wasn't there. But you know what? The book that I, I was jumping up and down about, it wore room. And I said, and it was perfectly conditioned. Nobody ain't touched it. And it was only for 25 cents. I said, Lord, I thank you. And the lady said, when I was checking out, she said that was purposely ordained for you to have that. I, I was about to jump out of my skin when she said that. Don't you know that when God strategically places you places, and you sit there and you looking for something else, but then God sits there and says, no, 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 not that one, this one. So when I went and, and I love how the, the, I know that certain people may not think of it, but the resignation of how the woman and the whole entire, the man character was able to sit there and see the sufficiency in her husband and her relationship and try to be able to carry it on to the next generation. Don't you know that's powerful? Don't you know the significance of who God is in you? That's going to carry on to the next generation and the generation after. But we got to be the example. And I kept hearing that in my head, too. We got to be the example. Even if we don't sit there and we don't think of it. I love how and I love how some of these teachers. See, I had an old school teacher. I had a lot of them. But at the same exact time, that teacher was my example for so many things, whether it was good or bad, she or he was the example that I need to follow. Not just my, 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 my parents. See, I had my parents for a limited time, but them, they had me for a, a whole lot longer. And if you really think about it, some of the teachers that sit up there and they give you lifelong lessons, don't you know that's what God is doing, lifelong lessons with you? And I was like, God, you're dropping so much. I said, but see, that's the thing is that people don't realize that God puts you in it to you simply. He's teaching you. He, he sit there and he puts you in places that you need to be in order for you to get to another location. Now, I'm going to say it like this. And I, God was bringing up memories. And I was going and I went as a teenager. I lived in Germany for 10 years. I had a really good history teacher. She was married to a Native Indian, American Indian. And she said, I'm going to teach you what they don't teach you in this book, in this history book right here. So she took us to Auschwitz, okay, the, the camp, you know, consecration camp in Germany. She took us there as a field trip. And she let us be able to go into one of the gas chambers. They call it, you know, place to wash up, but it was really the gas chambers. And those people locked us in. And while I was in, I was crying. I said, Lord, my God. And I was sitting up there, you know, and she was with us, but she was quiet. And she was looking around and she was, you know, she was hurt and she was looking like this, but you can see the scratches on the walls where the people were trying to get out. And some of them left so many different significant um, messages and trying to, you know, at least you can see their final hours holding on to their loved ones and everything else. That was in my mind's eye. And see, she was able to give us that narration. So by the time we got out and we were going into and it's a it was like a, a, a you know, like a memorial. And we, they had different flags up and everything else. And they had the, you know, scripture on the wall. And she said, 
how much is your cost? How, 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 how high the cost is your life? And I cried. I said, Lord, I, I, I said, Lord, I, I, I don't. I said, I remember that vividly. She said, how, 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 how much do I need to pay for your life? How much? Are you going to go out there and drink and smoke and cuss and do all this stuff? And you think your life is not that valuable? And these people had to be sitting here and dying because they weren't this or they weren't that. But y'all want to sit here and go against each other. And you're all Americans, but yet and still you want to sit here and tell me that you don't want to do your homework. You don't want to listen to your parents. You don't want to sit here and come to my house, my class and participate in my class. But I'm giving you all of this information to live off on. I said, Lord, do you know I cannot thank that woman enough to this day because I knew my social, I knew my history about racism and everything else. I knew what it was to be able to be a human being. I knew how to be able to, you know, Take care of someone that's opening up a door or a trash can and having the trash man to pick up my trash to the person that's going to be the CEO. Treat everybody the same because you don't know who else you're going to have to come back to to say I'm sorry to. Y'all. But y'all want to sit here. I'm going to say it like this. And God was saying, you want to sit here and desecrate God's word and Jesus and his son and everything else. And y'all comment on it. Y'all get behind. And I say the same thing to myself. I had to cut off some of these pastors as false. I had to cut off some of these this music that says, excuse me, what's gospel. But honestly, they ain't living it. And then at the same time. I have to cut off the cancer. I'm going to say like God told me, cut off the cancer that's sitting up here taking your life. What, is, what do you mean, pastor? Anything that is not beneficial to you, to, to your growth in God, to, to the way that you see yourself. Any, and, and when God, people, and even when God tells you no, ooh, come on now. When God tells you no, don't do that. Don't st stop immediately. It's not because he's trying to be mean. He's trying to save your life. And I was looking at that and I was looking at how people, how people sit here. And the instructions of some people, you don't want to hear. You don't want to obey. And I see that in my children. And God was sitting there and saying, don't you know that's the same way that the children of Israel and how some of us act today? We don't want to listen to what God says. We want to get what we want to get. And then we want to go ahead and get what. And see, God says, you know what? Since you made yourself your God, okay, go ahead. Go, go, go ahead. I'm going to sit right here and I'm going to wait on you until you bump your head so many times coming up the tree. And then coming back now, God says, go ahead. But I want to let you know, stop immediately. Whatever's going on with you that isn't of God, stop. Start talking to him. Start having conversations. I'm talking about full-blown conversations. Sometimes it's an hour or two. But you know what? Those hours and two can be able to save your life. And I know that we have done CPR and we have, you know, all these, um, you know, medical devices that when, you know, the electricity, if somebody's in, you know, shock or what have you, we, we put it on the chest in different ways and then we push clear for nobody else to touch us so that we can get shocked. Don't you know that's what God is doing right now in the world and in the earth? He's placing the devices of the Bible and, and, and prayer and fasting and being able to conversate with him and having everybody else to take their hands off of you and, and saying clear. Come on now. 
and he's shocking you with the Holy Spirit and he and he's shocking you with the revelations and he's shocking you with the news and he he's shocking you in order for you to hear. He's trying to get you in the position where your mind may not be clear and right now, maybe in clout and everything else is going on, but you got to be able to get into a position where God is going to want you to be in so you can hear him. I'm not here for myself. I can't be. God already said that. We're here to make the impact that he wants to make. I, I want to be able to go and be with God knowing that I made an impact on my children, my husband, the next generation. Even when I'm gone, I want God to be able to sit there and just to tap me on the shoulder while I'm in heaven and let me know, hey, this is the umpteenth grandchild and they still know who you are and who God is. Do you understand that the impact that we have today and we speak today, that should be volumes, volumes. Just like Paul, when he came here and he, he went everywhere and he had to go to Rome to die. But when he was writing all of these letters to Ephesians, Galatians, you know, Philippi, all these different places, while on house arrest, mind you, his whole entire impact of his destination was great because when he, before he even died, and I love how Paul did it, he restored one little girl back to her original form and gave her back to her father before he had to go. But before he did that, he knew that some of his, his, his the Christians, the, the ones he knew, were in the Colosseums and they were getting torn up by lions and bears and everything that they were throwing at them. But yet and still, he said, you know what? God forgive them for what they do because they don't know what they're doing. And I love how the, um, and it's, it's a movie and I, I loved it because he, as soon as he was going about to go home, he saw the vision and you know how you don't taste death. And the people that were in the Colosseum that were getting, you know, killed and torn up and everything and their spirit came. And they said, you ready to go home, Paul? I don't know. You're not going to taste death. But what you do for Christ will last. What you do for the God that's been loving on you. When I reach him, I don't want him to say, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I want him to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. I want him to say, you done and you run this waste well. Not who has hindered you. You let so many things hinder you, but you have the great I am, the El Shaddai. You have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You got three in one. The enemy don't even have that. The enemy can't even fathom that. You took his place a long time ago. Don't you know that? He used to be made of the worship and the minstrels and the instruments of God, but you took his place. Now he is mad. He is upset and he wants to take you with him. Please understand today. God is a guide. But everything you do. The destination is great. Everyone will not be able to enter into heaven because it's narrow. I'm going to say that one more time. Every time that we make a decision, it's either getting us close to heaven or to hell. I'm going to say it one more time because people don't want to hear that. And I'm sorry if you don't want to hear it, but guess what? Heaven or hell is the decision that you make. It's either getting you closer to who God is. 
or it's tearing you apart to where you're going to spend eternity. And don't you know, it is not a party. It is not somewhere to go. Hell is enlarging herself daily. With the earthquakes that's going on and the tremors and everything else, this is what's going on. We need to wake up, saints of the Most High. Please wake up and know who God is. And know, look, God protects his sons and his daughters. So before I leave out, I'm going to let you know Romans, and it's the 10th chapter, 9th and 10th verse. And it says that if you confess with your, your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead and ask for the forgiveness of your sins, he will come in and heal you. Paraphrasing, okay? But I want to let you know confession is very important. Confess to God, not to man. And this thing that people have, Excuse me, to go to a man to confess their sins? No, absolutely wrong. God wants to hear from you first. It's not about a man or a woman. You go and you go before God and you say, I'm sorry, God, for, and be genuine about it. Be honest about it. Open heartedly, whatever you have been able to sin, I don't, I will put it out towards God. Pour it all out. Tell him everything. And he he's up 24-7. He doesn't have a, a telephone number that you have to call. He doesn't have anybody that he has to be able to run you through to a voice message. He is there daily. Please reach out to him and know our sins can be forgiven today and every day if we do this earnestly within our hearts. Amen. I had so much more, but I wanted to let you know that, please, if you have any questions or concerns, please contact me. I'm here on Facebook also, Latanya Uyola, L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. And also, I want to let you know, I do have a podcast, but for person to person, I'm always available. And I hope and pray that you have a blessed day. And God bless you. And I know that he's going to be able to do the things that he needs for you to do in your life. Amen. Annyeong.